Good morning, good evening, good night, everyone. This is Bud Talks Podcast, episode 366. First of the age of 36. Sagittarius. To all of us out there, the season has, or maybe by the time you've listened to this, Sag season has ended. So, of course, I went out. A party I celebrated 35 years and into the 36th <laughs> year of life here I speak I met a girl at the bar the other night who I made curious of my name we spoke a lot about COVID and all the things that got us through the pandemic or whatnot but then that conversation kind of died out. So I asked her, want to take a shot? <laughs> she says, are you nervous? I go, no. Then she looks at me, trying to fuck me. <laughs> I said, depends how you feel about my name. She then gives me that hand wave like, whatever. I'm going to get this drink, then I got to get back to my girls. So we approach the bar. And I'm looking at the shelves to see what all they have. And this girl starts assuming I'm a vodka, bourbon, or Christmas tree tasting gin drinker. The bartender then asks her, what's your boyfriend want? He ain't speaking up. She then says, I don't even know his name. The bartender then leaves us for another couple on the other side of the bar. She rolls her eyes with that I can't even bullshit. Flicks her blonde highlighted streaks like, I'm not dealing with this. So I look her in the eye, telling her, <laughs> I can't wait till we kiss. But Stone Cold Steve Austin couldn't have delivered a better stunner because she walks off, presenting me with the backside of her onion-shaped gluteus maximus booty. Hip swaying. I'm like, damn girl, stop playing. Ooh-wee can't let her get away so I stop her I grab her arm I say sorry but you still didn't get my name she tells me forget it your game is lame I say girl please I'm a shooter call me Dame she goes oh hell no you play a sport I then realize I have no choice but to fuck with this girl's expectations because I'd reclaimed her attention after getting lost in the abyss of her pupils and so now she's examining my tall, dark, and handsome stature while I'm gazing up her 5'5 brown-eyed, caramel-complected, lathered skin. And I ask her again, are you curious about my name? But this girl, <laughs> she's good. She doesn't respond. Instead, she walks off to go sit with her girls. And they all start staring at me. And a few of them start giggling. And it's the worst situation when you're almost for certain they're giggling at you. And in that case, I'm feeling like a dummy on an island. I contemplate leaving the bar. But at this point, I'm like, fuck it. So I go order a shot. 30 seconds into waiting for my drink, I feel a tap on my shoulder. I turn around and it's one of her friends who tells me 
All of us girls are leaving, except her, who will be waiting for her whiskey soda. If she doesn't text me your name within the 10 minutes after we leave this establishment, <laughs> there will be issues. I said, listen, <laughs> only one of y'all will ever understand my name. She said, boy, bye. I approached the table with her drinks. I hand it to her. And it gets a bit awkward after I take my seat. She doesn't say a word, and nor do I. We end up making a silent gesture. Cheers. I take my sip. She takes a sip. She sets her drink down. She then picks it back up and takes a longer sip. It makes a kind of a this face and reaction. She swallows and says, ooh, shit, what? And she's smiling, but she asked me, what did you have them put in this? I said, <laughs> they put my name in that motherfucker. Now at this point it gets awkward again because her face, stone cold, unreadable. I'm thinking maybe she thinks I drugged her drink, but then I watch her pull out her phone. She starts typing. I have no idea what she's typing. So I ask her, I didn't give you my name. So who could you be texting my name if that's the case? She says, I'm not texting anyone. I'm notating how I feel about the moment. Do you want to read it? So she hands me her phone and her text. The text in her notes says, line by line, B, B, U, B, U, till, B, U, till, filled. Beautiful, beautiful is how he made me feel. Again, this is Bud Talks Podcast, episode 366. Today is Tuesday. The story I just spoke or scenario was a creative narrative I thought about over a mix of several different situations I found myself in in the past, not anytime recently. I don't go out much, nor do I approach women at the bars. But there was a point in my life when I did, and a lot of times it was almost a sense of cat and mouse. And as I got older, it started to come to a real sense of myself in that that's not who I am in public, nor would I ever do that. But again, I've done it before, obviously. I've had fun with it. But again, if you've listened to the last episode of Bud Talks, I really do enjoy the process of stringing a narrative with not just character, but kind of a sense of culture and how we see certain situations. In this particular situation, there's kind of this, I wouldn't necessarily refer to me or the guy in this situation that's a playboy. He has a genuine heart considering how she ended up making him feel, but more or less the insecurities that men go through to show their genuine side, but that's, that's my opinion. 
it's interesting when I, I I spoke this poem at open mic the other night downtown at Rainbow City Cafe. It's an event space that um, it's called Last Last Sunday. I spoke about this before, but it's basically a talent pool of or pool of talented people from comedians, artists, poets like myself. Actually, I'm pretty much the only poet there. But I got a lot of reactions from certain lines in that piece and a lot of people appreciate kind of the contrast that I give and one of the guys was telling me or asking if this was a recent situation I said no it's like I just said it's a mix of a whole bunch of scenarios I've been in back in the day and what's interesting is that we kind of went into this I wouldn't say debate but conversation around just the culture with dating nowadays and I and I uh, I'm single I don't date haven't dated anyone seriously in a while honestly but one of the things he pointed out is something that I've heard from many different people whether it's on podcasts or whatnot is that you know women have this I guess men also have this too, but there is an ego to it in a sense that, you know, it's like 15, 20% of women are looking for this 1% or guy. And even if they are eligible for this 1% or guy, this 666, six, six foot, six pack, six figures, if they're look, if they get this guy, they're likely going to be sharing him with another woman, especially if, she doesn't offer anything on the table. I mean, ass and a cute face doesn't last forever because otherwise that guy's just going to get a new pair of ass and face <laughs> that's eligible once she kind of expires or whatnot. Um, and, and I'm not of this dogma that this is s solid fact. I mean, I, I do believe in expectate or excuse me, exceptions in the sense, but I, I think when you talk about majority rule, is you know a lot of women find themselves single because you know they kind of have these shallow expectations you know maybe the guy doesn't have a car doesn't have the looks or whatever it might be and I, and I speak from experience so when I hear these misogynistic terms or conversations that go on and people get you know in trouble for it whatever that may mean um, I, I see a side of it that's true but I also see the other side in that I would never hold my ground on a majority rule. I, I would actually kind of also argue the the exception. Um, I would give a specific, specific example when it comes to who I've heard speak about this. There's a, I believe their names are uh, Fresh and Fit. And the only reason why I know about them is because they were on another podcast where the other guys of the, the host podcast group didn't really agree with them. And, and, and the thing is, I always see, see, see a conversation on both sides. So I have a hard time taking either side. But the exceptions of this rule that, you know, you have 10% of women going after this 1%, or excuse me, 80% of women going after this 1% of men. And the reality is most men aren't really where 
the majority or the majority of women want them to be. That's kind of why you have these, you know, men at higher levels having sex with so many beautiful women and they can just kind of like have it. But that's a very small percentage of men. That's like less than 5% who are like getting all the women. And that's a very, very, it's, it's the reality of it is that it's fact. And, and that's not for all women. There's, I think there's a lot of good women out there. Um, and so it, it also depends on what the market you're into as well. And another thing of competition is that a lot of times you kind of deal with their surroundings, like her friends, <laughs> and in situations where a female wanted me to like, to get approval from her group of girls. And it's like, if, if that's the case, then, I mean, you're probably gonna be single as long as they are. And if they find someone, are they gonna care for your approval? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a female. I just speak from my experience and I honestly don't like the dating game. Um, I remember a long time ago, my father thought I was gay because at this point, I, he probably met two girlfriends of mine from high school and college. And after that, I pretty much stopped bringing women close to me because personal issues for one, but also I kind of see the pattern of dating in that. In your 20s, the chances of you actually getting married to them is very slim. But I think one day I'll, maybe soon, maybe later, I don't know. I have a type, very picky. So I'm probably no better or less than the females who are still single and it's like, most of men or friends are asking her, you know, why are, why is she still single? And a lot of my family still ask me, why am I still single? Tall, dark, handsome, great job, great career, great past, future. But, you know, for me, it's more about not just finding someone for the hell of it, but cooperation. cooperation this is but it talks out of his freaking mind episode 366 happy holidays I can't wait until season four of this what music is playing now I got some random music playing this is Isaiah Rashad Claymore I do not own the rights to any of the music that is playing on this recording. So don't sue me because I'll just file bankruptcy. You know, it's been a very interesting year. I mean, gosh, I started off in Puerto Rico and then I flew to Egypt and then I flew to Santorini and then what was it, Istanbul? and then Mumbai, and then Thailand, then Doha, then LA, while I was coming back home. But during the summer in Portland, I was recording from my cell phone because of course all my stuff after I sold my house was in storage. So a lot of those recordings before the last two 
or just on a cell phone so the quality is different and they're probably the most free-formed <laughs> podcast I'd ever did like this one you're going to hear now I'm going to edit some stuff out so and maybe it sounds a little bit more clear because I'm a little bit more clear in terms of where I'm at and what I'm saying and what I want to do with this podcast and that's what I meant by I can't wait till season four this is the third season I think it's episode like 38 or something I don't know but want to add a little bit more structure and a little bit more of me I don't plan on being like any of the podcasts like I don't plan on having guests I don't even plan on recording myself like you're just gonna hear my voice this is Bud Talks podcast episode 366 like I don't care for you to see my face. I know I'm beautiful. Like I'll probably never go viral because I don't care to be seen. I just care to speak. I have a, I have books. I don't care to be read. I just want to write. Like I have a beautiful body. I don't care to show it off, but I, I like to work out. Like I can knock a motherfucker out, but you will never see me take a match. Like this is me in pure form. And maybe one day, you know, maybe one day I'll put the camera on myself and start speaking to the world with my eyes. But, you know, until then, this is Bud Talks Podcast, episode 366. I hope you enjoyed the story. Before I close out, that was called Kent Charm. Last night, I actually had a dream. I was getting dropped off at my dad's bachelor pad. Remind you, my dad passed away six years ago from December 15th well six years ago exactly from last Thursday and I remember one of the things I'd seen after he passed was a photo album of him hanging out with a whole bunch of girls like like his party days as if it was just a whole bunch of kickbacks and he had fancy clothes like just 70s maybe it was 60s I don't know but motherfucker was a player but that was the Kent charm random dream by the way as if I'd ever seen his bachelor pad back in the 70s or I don't know he he, he pops up in my dreams about once a week and I think we have a better relationship in my dreams than we did when we were actually physically together but that's just the way things go you know, um, yeah, it's interesting. Thank you for listening. I'm approaching 20 minutes. I usually try to keep, keep this under 15, but sometimes some bud talks. And this is episode 366. Good morning, good evening, good night. Bye bye. <laughs>